Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Materially, spiritually, of course, it must transcend church. We are learning that, you know, the help of the Spirit is seen in wisdom. Please have your seats. Right? The help of the Spirit of God is seen in wisdom applied. Right? That we are learning today that the help of the Spirit of God, we carry God on our insides. Right? And the help of the Spirit of God must become tangible to us. Must translate to things that we can touch, feel, and need per time. Right? So yes, the help of the Spirit of God. Thank you, Father, because today our hearts come teachable. Our hearts come teachable. We are ready to learn. We are ready to receive. And I thank you because today's service is touching every single heart, meeting every need. In Jesus' name, amen. How are we doing? How's our week been? With this rain... Another public holiday. I'm excited. I love public holidays as much. I I love it. In fact, I was hoping there was going to be another one for the census, but it's been moved. So let's see. <laughs> wow. Okay. So leveraging the help of the Spirit of God, right? So um, raise your hand if you're like me. Anybody, you know how you come to church, especially doing spirit move, and then everyone's so charged up. And then your spirit is, you know, you go, chairs fall, everything happens. And then Monday, you're back to work and you're the same old guy. Who else? Who can relate? Good. And then by the end of the week, you're not like, ah, I'm the one that did all those aerobics for no difference in my life, really. <laughs> Pretty much happens. And the reason why it happens is because um, mentally, we haven't yet learned how to realize that all of the for lack of better words, please, drama that happens during spirit move is simply a covert, no, overt experience of everything that is within us, right? It's simply God showing everything that is able to happen within us. So think of the calories, all the energy used to break all the chairs and fall down and everything, and yet more, there's so much more inside, right? So think of it as God is showing you that, ah, see everything, do you understand? In fact, say a fraction of everything, actually. Do we get? So today we are learning about the help of the Spirit of God. In fact, it is foolish if we have God's Spirit and everything only ends in church. doesn't make any sense, right? If at the end of the day you're still going to be hungry, tired, you know, um, the worst colleague, the worst employee, the students that have not passed their exams, but every Sunday, every Sunday, and then Mondays through Saturdays, you're just the one that is not really acting like you have Zoe. So today we are learning, um, and we know in the old covenant that they had God's spirit with them, right? Now we have God's spirit in us. Right? Even when Jesus was here on earth, right, we know that his disciples walked with him. 
right? And it's easy to say that I, I wish I had what they had. They had Jesus. They saw Jesus every day, right? But of course, Jesus was just going to be with everybody at the same time, right? So if he was in Jerusalem, he was in Jerusalem. When he was in, let's say, Nigeria, he was in Nigeria. He could not be in Nigeria and Ghana at the same time, or Nigeria and the UK at the same time, right? So it meant that the times when Jesus went to go and pray, he had his disciples that were without him. Do we get? Do we get? When Jesus went to go and eat, let's say, he, I'm sure there are days he went to eat and they didn't go with him. Maybe John must have gone everywhere, but maybe. <laughs> the days that he went to eat and then the rest were not with him, in quotes. So you can imagine how unsafe they felt when he must have decided to, oh, let me just take a walk today, right? Because Jesus has gone, right? And so when Jesus was leaving, right? When I mean leaving, like going up, ascending, he promised us the spirit of God, right? As God's gift to us. And now we have God's spirit that is here with us. Right? And it's mostly important and beautiful that um, Benjamin has the Spirit of God, I have the Spirit of God, Rita has the Spirit of God, Sharon has the Spirit of God, Falarin has the Spirit of God, that we all have the Spirit of God, not a fraction of the Spirit of God. Right? That at the same time, all of us have the Spirit of God. If 100 more people walk in here, get saved now, we have 100 more people that have the Spirit of God, not fractions of it. So it's not a pie that we are sharing, you know, pizza that has like 12 slices and you're like, eh, take, ah, one person has going, that's not feeling bad, ah, my share is going to reduce, that's not what's happening. Is that we have one whole pizza, all of us, Holy Spirit is not pizza, but you get. All of us have one whole piece. Why now? Okay, so we have one whole, all of us have one whole. We have the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit as much as you have him. I don't have more Holy Spirit than you do. I can't even have more Holy Spirit than anybody can, right? However, I can learn to leverage Holy Spirit better than anybody else. And anybody else can learn to leverage Holy Spirit better than I can. So it then becomes a fact that we all have the same one pie, right? But maybe because of health reasons, this is me using a very loose example, right? We all have the same one pie, one pizza, but because of maybe health reasons, metabolism rates and all of that, I may be able to eat my pie in one minute. Somebody else may be able to eat that pie in three days. Typically, I'm the three days person. Somebody else may be able to eat their pie in three weeks, right? Some people may never eat the pie. Do you have the pie? Yes. Do you get? Do we get the analogy? So all of us have the same whole Holy Spirit. We all have the Holy Spirit. No, nothing lesser than the other. However, we all need to learn to leverage the Holy Spirit, right? Because he's within us, right? And beautifully so that we have scripture to guide us on what our work with God should look like, right? It's funny how scripture is always standard because it shows us that, okay, this is what our life should be like. And then so you can say, ah, okay, this is where I am, but this is where I need to get to. Do we get? So it's like, oh, I need to get there, right? Okay. So now we have the work of laying hold on the Spirit of God, the help we have. Because compared to the apostles, who we think may have had it all nice, the days that Jesus wasn't beside them, they were afraid. In fact, Jesus was sleeping on a boat and they were afraid, <laughs> right? Because like, ah, he's there, we're here. But now it says that I am here, which is here. If I go there, he's there. Fun fact, if Peter goes here, he's there. It's just amazing, sure. but like all of us have the Spirit of God. So John 14, 15 to 18. 
Let's read together, please. And he'll give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So we see that, we see that um, now we have the spirit of God in us. In us. And that we're never alone. That we're never alone. But we have to learn. We have to learn. It's work. It's, it is the fact that reality that we all have to learn how to leverage the Holy Spirit. Right? Math, Mark Hankins says, the Holy Spirit is a genius. If you walk with him, he'll help you look like one. Right, because this bitch is brilliant. He's, he's God. Forget. Think about it. God lives in me. God lives in me. Right. God lives in me. Right. God lives in me. That the eyes of our understanding may be flooded with light, that we may know the hope to which we have been called. They have the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that we know all that we carry. John fifteen twenty six to twenty seven. Awesome. Okay, 26 and 7. When the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you must also testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. Excuse me, you see that the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of truth. It means that the Holy Spirit is able to show us everything. He's the spirit of remembrance. He's the, that bring, he's the one that brings everything to our remembrance, right? So it means that the Holy Spirit can reveal to us. The Holy Spirit is a revealer, right? The Holy Spirit is a revealer, and he's God's promise to us. And now we have him forever. And the Holy Spirit is our advocate. We see him called that. He's our advocate. So he's our helper, right? So it means that we don't have to wonder what it will look like. When we say we are the helped of God, I am the helped of God, is because I have the spirit of God, right? I'm leveraging on the help that is available in God for me, right? Um, first John 4, 1 to 4. Okay, let's read together. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even is now already in the world. Okay, you dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Here to say that there are many spirits in the world and we are aware, right? If you watch African magic, I always talk about African magic every day. Anyways, watch African magic. So there are many ojuju that do appear, right? But here we see in verse 4 that says, but you dear children are from God and have overcome those spirits. 
Remember that verse 3, 1 to 3, talked about how there are many spirits and must test all of them. So we have overcome those spirits because the one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. So the spirit of God within us is greater than every other spirit put together. Right? I know that media doesn't help this because if you watch African Magic again and watch African Magic, you're about to be precise. That's, that's the height. All their spirits are usually too proud and too boastful and too capable, right? So, right, that's why I love Mount Zion. But the reality is that the spirit of God in us is greater than all of this, right? And we all need to learn to leverage the spirit of God within us. So think, put your mind back to everybody you think of that who has had a tangible expression or has you know, feels like, you know, they mastered the use of the Holy Spirit in quotes, you know, think of them. And I promise you that we have the same measure, right? However, mastery, excellence in the use, learning the use, right? Learning to yield, learning to want to understand how obedience, right? This needs to bring us nearer to the truth, right? The efficient prayer, that the eyes of our understanding, I forgot our sweets. Oh, next week, I promise. It's Bolu's fault. It's just Chusum and Bolu. But everybody only must hear your names. Chusum and Bolu. But next week, I promise. Okay. So, Second Timothy 1 67. Let's read. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying of hands. Who does the fanning? Awesome. For the spirit, go ahead. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So we know that the spirit of God within us is not one of fear, right? So the spirit of God within us is not one of fear. Also, the spirit of God is not one that brings us um, evil thoughts as well. So that's why. So you know how there's I've forgotten. There's a word for this fear of things always going wrong. There's a, I don't know what the word is, but there's a word for that. It can't be the spirit of God producing that as well, because apparently the spirit of God is God's spirit living within us to make us bold, right? Making us, reminding us that we have power, are capable of love and self-discipline. So it means that nothing is too hard for us. So there's a story of. Um, Chris Valotin. Does anybody here know Chris Valotin? <laughs> yeah, I like him. I love him very much, actually. So something, Chris Valotin, he has two books. I know that I have seen this in. So um, in a book, particular book he wrote, um, he talks about the is this spiritual intelligence, spiritual intelligence, and he talks about how we as believers, we have intelligence that precedes the world, literally, right? He talks about how we have intelligence that precedes the world. And he was, in one of his accounts, was talking about how that particular week in church, that period in church, they were learning a lot about the Holy Spirit. And um, um, he went home, right? And the truck had an issue. He, he, he used to sell motor parts and car parts and all of that. And then they had this truck that had an issue. They called the car company. car company said they could not fix it. And then he put his hand on the truck, right? Just thinking his mind back. And this was somebody that he hadn't been, he wasn't yet too 
deep in church at that time, deep in like Bethel at that time. So he he put his hands on the car just to perform what they would see in church where they would all lay hands and things will happen. And then God's spirit told him that they would check somewhere underneath the car. He checked and he walked. And this was, a, you know, the company had called him and told him for then, or he had called the company and the company told him that it, they could not fix it. And then he also has another story where their POS terminal thing was not working. And they needed some string of codes or something. And then his wife slept. I think it was in a dream, his wife's dream. She slept and God gave her the codes. Yeah, she woke up and said, I think I know the codes or something like that. And they went to the shop and then they put those codes and it worked. And apparently it was, it was intelligence of intelligence to come, really. It was intelligence to come. It's like saying, I can't, let's say now how we all know how to had started our computers. But imagine that nobody ever knew how to start a computer 10 years ago. Like nobody, even Google didn't know, but you knew it. That's, it was that type of intelligence that he had, right? And he goes on and talks a lot more. In his other book I'm currently reading, he talks a lot about how God helps him. God's spirit is how he leverages knowing when to sell, when not to sell, how to sell, where to kickstart his life from. And things like that. And you just think about the practicality of application of the Holy Spirit. Now, Chris Ballot in a way, but here, here, we can think about our lives, right? And think back to how on that project you were stuck and then you remember that you have the Holy Spirit and you walked with the Holy Spirit. It happens. And your slides are cooler. Me, I don't really know how to do slides, but like your slides were cooler, right? Or um, even in cooking, anybody can relate. Me, I, you do too, yeah, me, I cook with the Holy Spirit because boy, oh boy, I'll burn the kitchen. So, <laughs> I cook with the Holy Spirit like every single time because man, I'll burn, I'll burn the food. So, <laughs> in, our, in order to avoid, let's use that insurance. So, um, yes, so yes, there's, there's every single thing. Oh my God, there's little things like picking what you wear with the Holy Spirit, right? It's, from those tiny things to even the bigger things, right? I think about this a lot. I'm like, ah, Holy Spirit, if you help me pick what to wear, help me pick the mundane things, right? Ah, what of the big things? Then he always reminds me, if I gave you my son, what more can't I give you? It means I'm the one that just really asking for wardrobe ideas. It means I'm the one deciding to, you know, use the Holy Spirit only for wardrobe ideas and only for where to turn and where not to turn. That was me this morning, by the way. And which road is not working, which road is good. And because Google Maps was leading me into wires today. <laughs> I was coming and Google Maps said, turn left. I said, I don't know this road. <laughs> I looked at the road, I said, ah, wires everywhere. Even the human me cannot pass. But Google said, turn left. I'm like, wow, wow, wow. So apparently, the Holy Spirit is for so much more. Right? He's our, our company, our friend throughout our lives, right? It's as good as saying that you have pie, but you're choosing nothing, and you go on, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. You have pie, right? Oh, I'm very hungry, I'm very hungry, but you ate one slice out of eight. But everything was yours in the beginning, you just had to eat one, right? Do you get? So at the end of the day, we are the ones that decide how far we want to run with him and how much we want to do with him. Do we get? So it means that I am capable of working with the Holy Spirit to develop the next biggest thing, next biggest invention. I may, I may also decide to 
stick with maybe just him helping me cook rice, right? Where case, case A, case B, we're both using the Holy Spirit. However, capacity is now, and is now we've seen. Do we get? So the Holy Spirit within us is the Spirit of God. He is the Spirit of God. The reason why we say we have Zoe, right? We now have God's life within us. So think back to our day-to-day. Because if we say God's Spirit is within us and we cannot see it in our day-to-day, there's a problem. Do we get? It's like um, I'm all-powerful. I am all spiritual. I am all, all in all. After me is me, before me is still me, nobody like me. Then when I get to my job, I can't apply. There's a problem. When I get to my class, I can't retain. There's a problem, right? Then there are the ones. There's another group of extreme where um, we think the Holy Spirit is only prayer. It's only for prayer and nothing else. So I'm sure we all, all of us here are either in school, yeah, all of us here are either in school or don't school or married. Uh, you're in Andasco if you're married. So, so, and you know how, if you, know, if you don't know, let me know. But I know how in school then, I knew people that were very, very, very spiritual. They know to come to class. They'll be in the prayer, what is it called? You know, like chapel. You just, their tongues, hi, Akabata. You don't need mic. From my father, Akabasha. You know, it's nice to pray with um, consonant, consonant sound. There's no, there's no vowel. Just I'm like, bro, calm down. <laughs> From afar, there's no ah, there's no eh, there's no o. I was even, I mean, I didn't even know trunks then, but like, I knew that ah. Just here, just from a, you shaking like you just from my sweats everything everything. You now pray from nine a.m. to seven. You now go to yourself by eight. You now be hungry. I need for who feed you. And after the end of the semester, your results will be out and say the spirit of God has failed or one thing, one thing, whatever they say that's ridiculous. Who failed who? I beg. No, who failed who? You failed yourself now. Your classmates that have half head were reading. You said, no, Maranatha. You were praying. You slept in the chapel. Thought angels would give you, because I mean, uh-uh, that's all they do now. They wake up and give you answers to all your questions. This is not even discount angelic, you know, happenings, no. But God does not promote laziness. So you're not going to go to the prayer chapel and pray from 9 a.m. to 7. When, in fact, funny thing, if you in lag, but the week before, when everybody's going to do overnight reading, overnight reading the weeks before exams, if you went to, you know, like, you know, chapel used to be hot at that time. Now here, all the ka 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 Even then, I was always confused because Boya is not the same exam I write. Because if you're writing the same exams, you are not reading. Are you okay? Right? So... This, this is even just exams, and then it's like in our entire life, right? Or saying things like, um, the Holy Spirit wants us to be, the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit, but doesn't want us to be wealthy people. He doesn't want us to have everything for our enjoyment. He doesn't want us to, because money is what? The root of all evil. We like this verse so much, uh-uh. But we don't need to read the context, right? That, we pray that you prosper just as your soul prospers, right? And then we say things like, God does not want us to prosper. So you look so tacky, so raggedy. Your health is failing. You say the Holy Spirit is so powerful. And then your action is you're going to throw your drugs away. 
these ridiculous things that we do, right? Again, no, I'm not discrediting supernatural healing, not at all. What I'm amplifying is foolishness here, right? Outright foolishness. So you say, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to go to hospital because God is anti-medicine. And so I'm just going to throw my drugs away. I'm just going to not read my books because I expect God's healing, um, direction in my exam hall and things like that. God is wise. God is wise. God is wise. This again is not to discredit supernatural healing, leading, or manifestations, no. But God is wise. So I'm speaking to the people in the group where, you know, you're not, it's not supernatural leading that is doing you. You're just foolish. Mm -mm. No, there is a, wait. <laughs> no, there is a group, wait. So. There is a group. Let me drink it. Let me drink it. <laughs> There is a group, there is a group that is, is clearly spiritual, supernatural leading. God tells you, oh, don't worry, you don't have to touch it again. You don't, have to, you don't have to take those drugs anymore. You're good. You go and check, you're even good. We've had beautiful miracles um, for creative miracles forever and ever. Creative miracles of people that had a certain genotype, went to the hospital, it was different. Had it, right? I listened to a lot where the spinal cords rearranged themselves after one prayer session. Had it. People say they could not have children at a certain age. They had children. I'm not downplaying that. That's how Google and its wire. Please turn that off, Joe. <laughs> so, so, literally, I'm not discrediting that. But I'm saying that the most part of us are actually not in, we're not that, that. like, we're not doing that. The most part of us are simply just, um, um, you know, faith is built up, how you groom your faith. Most part of us, we're not doing that. We're just jumping and saying that, um, Somebody came to church, testified that they went somewhere, they didn't read their books, they had an exam, and God told them all the answers before the exam. I want to multiply, recreate it in our lives, like it's copy and paste. And then when it's now your own turn, your angels will not bring the answers to you. Then I start wondering, ah, what did I do? What did I not do? What did I do? You're being foolish, it's simple, don't stress. So typically, it's the fact that God is not lazy, he's not foolish. Again, I'm not discrediting or denouncing God's ability to work supernaturally. As a baby, okay. Supernaturally, because apparently he is supernatural and we are supernatural, right? So it's as good as me taking off my glasses now and going to the road to cross. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> nice they see. Bro, I live by faith and not by sight. Glory to God. And when somebody hits me, God forbid, what do I say? <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I live by faith, so I rise up in faith. <laughs> so, typically, again, not to discredit the fact that I won't see a, um, I want to not use my glasses anymore, right? I don't want to use them anymore, right? But the moment while, while I am still needing them, <sighs> till today, when I attempt it, sometimes like, I'm just like, I take off my glasses and I'm just going to take a walk. Half the time, I don't know who I'm seeing on the road. So <laughs> I have situations where people are like, ah, Chidera. I'm like, ah, Munma. <laughs> good afternoon, ma. Morning, afternoon, night. Good day, ma. Everything, ma. And then finally, and I hear the voices, one buzz. I'm like, ah, oh, good morning, sir. It was a sir. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know. So half the time. And then all people that think I'm just being rude, because I personally have PR for greeting everybody on my street. So when I pass, I'm talking my glasses and I'm not greeting. It's like, ah, ah, 
what's doing now? Something, something, something. Then I start calling me. Say, ah, if only you knew. <laughs> That's only by faith I'm living at the moment. So typically, it will not be wisdom if I now decided that I'm going to go all the way, even go to work without my glasses, and then put my laptop in front of me, and then the light is affecting my eyes. Supernatural. Now, now this must even describe the fact that in that season, in that period, because I forgot my glasses, you know, I can actually take advantage of help at that time. Happens a lot. I actually forget my glasses a bunch of times, and I end up not needing my glasses that day. Right? Because I'm like, ah, holy spirit, I'll go run now. I can't press A instead of S. What are we doing? And I don't need, I end up not needing my glasses that day. I'm actually very fine. But I understand that there is like where that is and there's where the other is. Do we get? So it's as good as ah, you heard Sister Nkechi say that cancer be gone and cancer went. And you're doing chemotherapy and you say, doctor, doctor, <laughs> cancer be gone. In fact, you want cancer be gone. <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. crusade will do in your house. So, typically, it's to say that God is not foolish. God is not foolish. Is this now saying that we should not stretch our faith, right? But you know that faith is backed up by, you know, hearing, hearing comes by the word of God. You, we by ourselves, I don't even feel like I'm even to stress it. You know by yourself when you feel like you're in a place where you can stretch, or it's help, like, I want to stretch this faith, I want to, I want to stretch, I'm currently stretching my faith or something, I want to stretch it, I want to, I want to see a creative miracle happen here, and that's what I'm going to have here, right? I'm not moving till you move, and that's what I'm going to have, that's what I'm going to have here, right? Good. And then we also know that because we're good students of the word, that if in that end it doesn't even work, because God is always faithful. We're the ones learning, you know, how to excellently steward these things. If it doesn't even work, I know that I have learning to do. Right? I know that I have learning to do. Something Pastor Nancy would say is that when something doesn't work, ask God, why didn't it work? God is not against intelligent beings. He's not against us asking questions. Right? She would say things like how she and her husband, who was a pastor as well, they'll go to places and let's say something doesn't work as they're used to it happening. And they'll go home and say, God, why didn't it work? And God will tell them, this happened, that happened. They're like, oh, okay. Now you know better for next time. Mm, that is what happened, right? Because God even wants us to be able to master these things. And mastery comes the ability to create patterns. That's the reality, right? If it's mastery, then it means that you should be able to replicate it over and over, right? Without even the same energy you put in the first time. You guys like, oh, the first time you made eggs, right? It took you so much more energy because you were doing it for the first time. Second, third time, you're making eggs every day. Like, it's light work for you because you now know how to. And then you become a master at it. So God is even happy that we can replicate the same things he has showed us, right, at work, right? I remember all, we've had a testimony here about somebody who was at the office and he used to work with a telco or something and something i think a code wasn't working or and all of that and then right there he prayed in the spirit and he knew what to do right there he knew what to do right because the spirit is for our enablement he's he's for our enlargement right solomon was the wisest man in his time and i think about this a lot solomon didn't have god's spirit he didn't have god's spirit the only thing he even did was that he had a sustained promise on David's house. So that's actually what he had. That's what he leveraged. Because when his father died and then, um, God, and then told God, now I'm leading your people, I need wisdom. 
right? I need wisdom, right? Truth is that he had a sustained promise of blessing that was already in the house of David. That's what he was enjoying, really. But he didn't have God's spirit. Even David, our God, didn't have God's spirit. He, what, he didn't have God's spirit. He knew God, a man after God's heart, yes, but he didn't have God's spirit. Do we get? So we see that we have much more. We see that we have much more. We have way, way much more. Way, way much more. Way, way much more. That because of the spirit of God within us, that we have the ability to even know things before they happen. Right? Ephesians 1, that the eyes of our understanding may be flooded with light. See, eh? Ah! Very soon, you will see me your dream. Shouting Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1. Everybody must, everybody must know this prayer in this church and pray it. Must know this prayer in this church and pray it. Because that the eyes of our understanding flooded with light. Right? Because it then makes us intelligent. And intelligence is not even just um, you do math, so 2 plus 2 equals 4. It's just a higher sense of the ability to know. Right? It's a higher sense of the ability to know wisdom. Because when you're in your board meetings, you're not going to go and say, Shabaka Labrados. What's number one? Shabaka Labrados. And where are we expecting revenue this year? Shabaka Labrados. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you're writing your last project, chapter five. You type Kashabatala Brado Shekete. Your supervisor is going to do Kabashakata and fill you. They'll fill you with Shabatala there and they'll be right. So at the end of the day, when you get to your board meetings, not Shabakatala you're going to do. When you're in your class, you are not going to Shabakala Bado, you're way to first class. Not going to happen, really. When you're taking those micro courses, you're not going to Shabalia Bado, yourself in completion of those courses. All of you that start courses and don't finish them, that's your soul. 15 courses on Coursera Cats, we're not doing one. It can't even be me that, so repent. So, so it's not, you're not going to Shabalia your way into completion, right? You're also not going to, when you now start the course, you're not going to kabash your way also into application. Do we see that we have work to do? The Holy Spirit is our helper, not our, it's not, it's not, it's not replacing us. So it's like, oh, uh, I don't know, I need to cook food, right? I need fire to cook food, right? The Holy Spirit is not the, he's literally the fire, think of it like that. Do you get, who needs to turn on the light? I, right? So he's our helper, he's helping us. Helping us. What does that mean? You have a canvas to be worked with. You have a layout already. You already have a canvas. You have something he can work with. Right? If you don't have something, if you think you don't have something you can work with, you start building something he can work with. So that when, ah, you must say, ah, you say, Jesus told the disciples, they put nets into the water bee and brought out fish. Think about it. If they didn't have nets, how do you think that miracle would have happened? Put your hands inside. Put your shoes inside. Put your, in fact, just enter inside. It would not have happened. They had to have nets for the miracle to even be a fish type of miracle. Do we see? The woman that needed jars of oil, she needed to have something. Elijah told her, what do you have? She said, we just have one jar of oil. And then told her, can't get more jars, pour them, pour them, pour them, pour them, pour them, pour them, right? So they needed to have something. Jesus, water to wine. He didn't have wine but he had water that he turned into wine. So it was important to have something. 
Do we see? It's important to have something. It's important to have a skill. It's important to keep having skills. It's important to keep growing. It's important to keep building your mind. It's important to keep getting intelligent in things you do and going mastering the things you do. Right? Because at the end of the day, we first have favor before God and men. Your work, your work has to speak for you. <laughs> Again, oh, presentation, board meeting. Hala, brother, shake it. What? How? <laughs> Even if I was just so and I'm a believer, I'll send you out of the room. Because you clearly don't know the place and time. You clearly don't. So, again, we must learn that the Holy Spirit for us is for our use. It's for our use. From character building to works of power to excellent, excellent at work to relationships, to marriage, to family time, to everything, right? He's for our use. So we must leverage. And we are all growing and learning, I believe, right? We must leverage. And the is for practical wisdom. You're learning a course. You're learning a new language, right? Holy Spirit, I want to learn this new language. Teach me. Teach to have, have, where must enter my brain. <laughs> must enter my head, right? <laughs> it's true now. You're learning French. It's web, web, web. It must enter my head. <laughs> so if everybody else to take 20 days to learn it, they say, I really, people say, Man, I'm taking 10 days because I have the spirit of God. Sometimes we think, I said this last week, that sometimes we think that the help of God is only dramatic. God's help can be in systems and structures. A lot of times, that's what I see. Systems and structures, waking you up early, helping you better manage your day, helping you better plan your life timetable, helping you those things, and then we think they are no big deals. You see, for something to be supernatural doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a complete deviation from the normal. It can be normal, but what backs it up, propels it, is then what can make it supernatural, right? So, for instance, me waking up at 4 a.m. may not exactly count as supernatural to anybody. But if is waking me up at 4 a.m. for something, then it becomes supernatural to we see. So if, even if my mom comes to meet me to say, um, let's say I'm sitting on my seat and I'm super hungry. But you see, to stand up, the spirit is willing. Flesh is weak. To stand up, cook that food, ah, flesh is weak. And I'm, I'm there, I'm there, I'm like, oh, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And my mom comes to meet me and says, are you not going to eat? Mm, she's like, okay, what do you want to eat? <laughs> Misha, I always count that as help. I always count that as help. I always think, ah, thank you, Holy Spirit, for sending food my way. Right? Because it doesn't always have to look like a deviation from the normal. It doesn't always have to look dramatic for it to be supernatural help. Right? Do we get? In fact, the more we get used to the ones that don't look too supernatural, too big, right? You are supernatural now. Do you look. Do you, do you see flames of fire now? You don't see it now, but I'm supernatural, right? We are all supernatural. But I don't see flames of fire on your head. Maybe if I even looked better, I will, right? But point is that the, our ability to the spirit of God, supernatural doesn't always have to mean look very far different. It can be as you had a headache, right? You're even taking drugs because God is not anti-medicine, right? You're taking drugs and you're healing faster, better, your body just feels faster, healed faster. Do you get? You're being healed, right? Don't be afraid or ashamed to say, ah, God healed me because it doesn't look too deep, right? I want 
to, to have someone that is ill and person, I tell the person you're healed and person stands up and never needs drugs. I want that as well. But if person still needs to take drugs, I'm not going to discredit the fact that I have spoken a word and person is going to get healed. It means that the person, if the person was supposed to walk in six hours, to walk on that hours because I sent a word. Do you get? I want that I just say get up and person gets up. But person is still needing drugs at the moment. Okay, great. You are needing drugs. Let's work with the drugs you're using, right? And then even in our workspace, in learning new skills, in expanding our knowledge. So nothing is impossible for us. Nothing is too hard for us. Do we get? Nothing is too hard for us. You are learning design, right? You're learning design. You read the best books. You put, because you know that the rich man has to work with something. You read the best books. You do everything so that, in fact, you can even say, I've done everything. I've, done, I've learned everything. In this, I've learned everything finish. Do you get? So you won't have an argument. I've learned everything. But no, ah, your mates learned six courses. You, Zoe, Imagode, learned 0 0.1. Ah, wow, wow, wow. But it's you that they're supposed to come and look for from Italy for job. Why not? Help us help you. It's grace. Grace speaks for you. Kashaba. So when you're designing, you write kashabata, shatabata. Wow, wow, wow. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. It's the same thing as you're driving. If you drive, you're driving. Ah, you, it's you and the Lord's that driving. You drive, drive, you live in this Lagos. You know. It's only you and the that can drive. And then you're driving. Right, and then you're using Google Map that's redirecting you many places, right? And you feel like the fact that the fact that you the fact that your car did not elevate from the floor and go up, you think your journey was not supernatural? No, now, uh -uh. no, you even arrived safely. Is that a go? <laughs> supernatural in you? <laughs> Try it. <laughs> You've done well in life, and I'm not even joking. So we must learn to appreciate systems and structures that God is throwing at us, right? When he tells us, adjust this, adjust that time, adjust this, adjust that, adjust those. God is always telling us these things because help that God is sending us will not erupt from our bed, right? But the issue is a lot of times we are not looking or we don't consider those things supernatural. We don't consider them supernatural. So oh, I'm not going to read self-help books because in my good day, yeah. I'm not going to listen to people that have gone ahead of me in this skill I'm learning because in my good day, <laughs> then nothing day your head. <laughs> That's the issue. So why is that time to work? In my good day, but nothing day. That's an issue, but nothing day. <laughs> so no, we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't do that. Think of it now. Like, I want to work with you. I'm your partner. I want to work with you. Right, and you bring, we're about to bake cake, right? And you bring goli flour to the table. <sighs> what do you want us to really make? See, pancake for face, to be precise. <laughs> like, what do you want us to really do? <laughs> bro, 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 <laughs> trailblazer. <laughs> Anyways, what do you want us to really do? But think of it, I'm your partner. You brought cake, you brought flour, eggs, and butter. It's easier for me to help you, right? If I was going to help you add me vanilla essence or something, it's easier for me to help you. But you didn't bring anything. 
That's why all these gist boys and girls, what would I bring into the table? It's a valid question, because bro, what I really bring in? <laughs> what do I bring into the table? You are bringing the table. Oh, that's, that's a nice place to start. <laughs> Capriso. Now, even bringing the table is a gracious place to start. <laughs> so, yes, we have to bring something. Remember we said, Isaiah 32, 15, our anchor verse, is that God is maximizing our efforts. So, it means there must be something to maximize. Do you get? Zero times hundred. Ah, some of you do not know this, and I just asked. Kende. <laughs> Two times hundred. Ah, she doesn't know it. Two times hundred is zero. Zero times one thousand. Zero. Zero times one million. Bring. Uh, <laughs> that's why you're not doing data analytics. Just stay where you are. <laughs> so zero times one thousand. Zero. Zero times one million. Zero. So bring nothing to the table. You get nothing. So we maximize what? Zero. No matter how big you make the zero, it may, can maybe become an O, because like zoom in, but it will not change to a one. Hundred is too gracious. It's not even double. Do we see? Okay. So God's, you know, God's, our body is, our body is the temple of God. Spirit lives in us and should dictate how we live in the big things, in the, in the, tiny things, right? That we must desire graciously to want to apply everything that we are, le- we are learning. We must desire graciously to want to excellently apply to see what the things of God, right? You must want to, I want to see in my life, because I'm only here on Sundays, right? So what's happening to me Mondays through Saturdays? Do we get, what's happening to me then? He says, I'm better than my teachers. What's happening to me when I open my book? I'm a student. It means my job is to read. If I'm a student, I have no business doing anything more than reading. Really. Nobody should be reading except more than me. Right? So what is happening in my life when I open my book to read? Am I retaining? Am I remembering? Am I applying? When I get to the office and I'm pressing my laptop, or even if you work from home, or you're a freelancer, you own a business, when you get to that thing that literally sustains your efforts, right? Because God sent me money, God sent me money, he's not going to put it under your bed, right? So when you get to that thing, that place, how, like, how do we see these things translate? It's important, it's translating. So it means we cannot be lazy, we cannot be slothful. We cannot be lazy in anything. Do we get? We have to be the people that are working hard. Not because it's our hard work that does anything. No, by giving something, God a canvas to work with. I'm giving God a canvas to work with. I'm saying, God, see my canvas or your paints, right? So I'm working hard because I want God to have a canvas. I want Him to say, Ah, she brought clay. Now I can make a jar, but not bring anything. Say, God, create. What's that? How does that even work? We create. I love it. <laughs> So God is not a magician. We may like him to be that instead because we think of water to wine every single time. But God, for our secular lives, ah, you need much more than that. We need systems. We need structures. We need dedication to the things that matter. We need to learn. We need to learn. We think about the world now. We think about people that are leading the world. Christians are not even there. 
as well as Chris Valentin talk about her, I love him by the way. He was talking about how, reading another book by him, and he was talking about how um, years before, Christians were at the forefront of everything. And now, Christians are nowhere to be found. The guys building the biggest next things are all atheists, Buddhists, or something East, right? But not Christians. Not Christians. So you see that something must have happened. Something has happened. Right? Something, has, something has given. For us to now, you know, we've taken our church to just stay in church. So we're at the altar praying for six out of seven days. You know, Christians are now, in fact, that, that's the reason, if you talk, talk to some people about Christianity, this is their biggest argument, that Christians are very lazy, very slothful, very not diligent. Do we get? And I don't blame them because my God shall supply all my needs. That's why you do not put the nail well as a carpenter. Because my God supply all my needs. That's why you made my hair and I look like, what? <laughs> <laughs> My God supply my you made my dress is Yukov. And it's fine on you. It's, tell us. Uh, it's always fine on you. But, uh, tell us when you wear it, it's always fine on you. Always they always see before you see. And see, it's because you're not seeing it. Uh, come and stand here. If you look from here, it's your size, it's your shape. Uh, auntie, to help you. Every single time. Oh, every single time. So God supplies them. believers, ah, the grace of God is by God's grace. That's why not your project. Okay. By God's grace, you self shall not graduate. Is it cool? It's by God's grace. That's why you're not diligent at work. Is that God it's by God's grace? Everything. Ah, will you come to the office tomorrow? Ah, by God's grace, we shall see if we live another day. <laughs> okay. Okay. You join your team meet, teams meetings at 9 a.m. You join 9.15. Why? It's even by God's grace that I'm here by 9.15. The grace of God had to quicken me by 9.13. The Spirit is now lazy. That's how we make him look lazy. They are the ones that are lazy. But you don't know the grace of God the most. So, um, we've seen a time when, it, like believers, being, saying you're a believer does not even count as anything. Right? Personally, I rate believers very high. I promise you, it's almost like my momo button. If you tell me you're a believer, I have a certain expectation of you. First of all, I think of you differently. Because I know I'm thinking about God's child. So I think of you as the one that has help. So I feel like if I do you anyhow, ah, I go see anyhow. That's how I actually genuinely feel. Like, I genuinely have a strong bias for believers, like a very strong one. Right for young believers, because I think that, okay, I'm advantaged just as you are. Right? But these days, it doesn't even count. It doesn't even count. There's being slothful and lazy because the grace of God. But then there's also even the people that don't want to do. You don't want to do. I gave you my dress as a tailor to make. But no, 9.15, you say you give me. But as they call, auntie, auntie, I'm in church. I'm praying for your dress to be your size. Because what again can you be in church by that time? doesn't make any sense. So we cannot be those people. See, Jesse, we are not raising those type of men. Right? We are not raising those type of men. We are raising men that know. Saviors are rising to succeed and to lead. Establishing God's values everywhere we go. And that Savior, through the Holy Spirit, I'm light and alive in my world. 
Where are you going? It's not church to church. Abi, church to work. Church to business. Church to your laptop, if that's your workspace. Even if it's your mommy's shop, church your mommy's shop. It counts. It counts. Even if you're a mom, I feel like we don't talk about that enough. Because being a mother is work. Church to motherhood. It's not easy. Look at you. Is it easy, easy to raise you? Ah, with the way you are stubborn. Somebody raised you. Wow. It's not easy. Church to fatherhood. Church to Texas. Church to tech bro. Even church to the gym. Because we are healthy people, though. I want to live long. And long life and prosperity is faith. And faith is works. So that's how I always say it, too. Church to everything. To succeed and to lead. You're not coming to succeed and to lead here alone. You lead here, too. You work in church, too. Because some of you now say, ah, if I don't know. You work here, you succeed here in church. But we are going outside. We are going outside. And I love that we are such a... Hey, Simon notes. No, Richard. Okay. I love that we are such a young group of vibrant people. Why? Because we have people that can spoil people. Do you understand? I cannot sit, sit and just think about somebody else in church that's doing something so excellent. And you begin to do clarity of wise sessions with your life and say, ah, myself, I don't have two heads now. I don't have two heads. I have one good head and it's enough for me. Right? What am I not doing? So the beauty of being a young church, when I mean young, I mean the demographic we have here and serve here, is that we have, we are not, I'm not speaking to people in their 40s. No, I'm speaking to all of us here who are between 20 to 35, right? And so Gen Z's and millennials. And so it means that we all currently are not living off pension yet. Abby, is it even possible Seth, to live at pension yet? So now currently all of us here are living off good works. We are all living off, I go to work. We are all living off, uh, I go to work, I do my business. I mean, even if you're a trophy wife, maybe it counts. Trust funded, right? Trust fund baby. It means that all of us here are working. Whatever your work is, though. Because me, I don't, I don't even compartmentalize work. Whatever your work is, do we see? So we all know that here we can apply. So it means that I'm the one stopping myself from hitting my next goal. I'm the one doing myself. This week, I had some clarity of eye sessions with my life. I say, ah, wow, wow, wow. Should I know try you? I think it's very important to be introspective and think about your life and think about how far you've come. And funny how sometimes you spend time and we don't realize that some, some actions we take are directly led by fear, doubt, and all of that. And it can look so big. It can look like you know what you're doing. Again, that the eyes of our understanding flooded with light, so we know. So in everything you are doing, you do it well. We do it well. Do we get? We do it well. At least it's, it's paying your bills. You do it well. Okay, so our body is the temple of God. So let's see Hebrews 13, 5 to 6. That's why we see that the Holy Spirit will never leave nor forsake us. 
right? The Holy Spirit will never leave nor forsake us. Um, Romans, sorry, Romans 8, 1 to 17. Romans 8, 1 to 17. Okay, great. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son, likeness of sinful flesh, to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind is governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Governed by flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. It's important to read this maybe backwards because he's not saying here that you can read that and think that and Paul is here saying that um, if you have God's spirit, then you can produce life like spirit. No, it is, I have life of spirit I can produce. Do you get? I already have spirit so I can produce life of spirit. So it's not a question of, that verse is not for you to start saying, oh, do I have God's spirit? You are saved. So yes, you have Zoe. You have God's life and God's spirit. Please, let's go on. You, however... Okay, but if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. He's living in you. Our bodies. Yes. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to flesh, you will die. But if you live by spirit, you put to death the weakness of belief. For those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. So it means that we know because you are because you are God's child, you are led by his spirit. It means you can expect to be led. We can anticipate his leading. Do we get? We can anticipate his leading. We can take advantage of his leading. Right? We can hope to be led because he wants to lead us he's already within us really right okay for those who are led by spirit okay for you do not the spirit you receive does not make you slave so that you lead in fear again rather the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship and by him we cry the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are god's children now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If we indeed share in suffering, or that we also share in his glory. So we see that we are God's sons. We are sons of God. We are sons of God. I am God's son. I am his son. Right? I'm also a co-heir with Christ. It means everything Christ has, I have. Right? I like to think about if Jesus was here living in our time. Right? More, the type of problems he would have solved. 
Solomon was so big that the queen of Sheba came from all the way to see him. Right? And she was impressed with how beautiful the castle Abbey, the place where she lived, looked. The stairs, actually. She was so impressed, and she gave him so much gifts. So I'm thinking that if Jesus was here on this earth and maybe lived in Nigeria, I doubt. But let's say he lived in Nigeria. He's a nice guy. Let's say he lived in Nigeria and um, everybody would have probably found him. Do you get? Do you get? Because he's that wise. Right? So these are the spirit, days of the spirit. After Jesus ascended into heaven, he sent us the spirit. You know how we talk about revival? Revival is coming. Revival is coming. I thank God for deliverance in our minds because revival is not necessarily going to be the day that everybody on the streets finally shouts hallelujah. We've been, we've been taught for so long that revival is coming is simply the day when every single person is, um, is like when there's so much more spirit, like spirit move activities on the street. But that's not only what it is. Yes, the greater, the latter has been greater than the former, right? So it means that yes, with us alive in our world, we should see these things happen. But revival is our lives every single day. Do we get that every single day we now have we can have so much more impact. Do we get? So yes, the indwelling of God's spirit and the activity of the spirit were the last words of Jesus. And this is so pivotal, right? That the believers would be men and women of the spirit of God, witnessing the world by the ability of the spirit. Men and women of divine ability, right? Um, so uh, we know that the Holy Spirit is our helper. He's in us called Paracletos, this is Greek. It's called Paracletos, called to one's aid. He's an advocate, an intercessor, a consoler, comforter, paraclete, and helper. Right? So he's always at our side. Right? Especially when called to one's aid. Right? So he pleads, a translation is one who pleads another, another's cause because before a judge, a pleader, counsel of defense, legal assistant, and advocate. Universally, one who pleads with another's cause with one an intercessor. So the helper does not take over your life. He helps you. Right? We read, we understand better. We put we do work, it's counted as greater. Do we see? Right? So meaning that he does not take over our agency, our responsibilities. He provides resources and abilities and we put them to use. Right? So he's in us as an ever present source of help. An ability, but must take initiative and use the help. Right? The Holy Spirit will not pray for us without us praying. So I'm not not praying, and the Holy Spirit is there praying for me. No. We are praying. Do we get? Do we get? Then He's providing me with utterance in prayer while I do the praying. So, wisdom, as you see it, is in different ways. So, Greek words coming through. He supplies us with Sophia, Sunesis, Apocalypses, and Phronesis. They're all Greek words, don't worry. <laughs> but not without our study. So it brings things to our remembrance and brings us understanding, but we must study. Right? So even when we're in our rooms praying, oh, I want to see more works of power. I want to see more happen in my world. Right? We must study. We must do the work. Do we get? We must do the work. So he gives us phronesis. Phronesis is wisdom, tangible wisdom. So we think about it. How does scripture apply to daily parts of our lives? Right? How does he apply to maximizing impact in daily parts of our lives? Right? Um, 
There's so many verses to read. Okay, let's look at them. Let's do Ephesians 1, 7 to 8. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. So let's see um, Psalm 119, verse 99-101. Awesome. I have more insights than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. Next verse. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. Next one. I have kept my feet from every evil path so that I might obey your word. So we see that there is and there is a cause and effect at work. Do we see? We have work to do. We do work. We do work. God's grace is not laziness. We do work, right? So let's see Daniel 1, 17 to 21. That's our last one, actually. To this form, young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. So it's important to see that here, in this time, right, what did they need? Wisdom, understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. God wasn't here. We don't see that God gave these people even healing power. I mean, even if they needed, I'm sure they, they did know. Okay, they didn't have God's spirit, but application, right? But the reality is that it's for us to see that God is not restricting us to just works of powers and the supernatural in quotes, what we call supernatural. Right. So Chidara, God has given Chidara knowledge and understanding of every single thing. Right? So Chidara reads, she understands. My mind is not foggy. Right? I can see, when I see, I understand. When I hear, I can perceive. So and Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. It's in at the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his service, the king official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. 19, the king talks with them and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. 20, in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, ay, 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 he found them 10 times than all the magicians and enchanters in the whole kingdom. 21. And Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. So we see that God had given them. Right? God had given them and there was application that happened. So all of us here, everything, this is not dramatic, I promise you, because we have much more. God gave them wisdom and understanding. We have the spirit of wisdom and understanding. So it's as good as saying that um, they, there's transformer in their area, they have lights. We go, don't go and blow, but you yourself, you're, you have transformer. 
biology mitochondria powerhouse, right? I think I go to school. I'm sorry, but I went to school. I went to school. <laughs> I went to school. <laughs> so, so, so apparently, God made these things available. And they were found 10 times better. It means that the quality of wisdom that God gives his sons is none compared to the world. Do we get? The quality of wisdom that God has given Chitara as his son is none compared to the world. Now, will I see it at work? An entire different conversation. Will we see it at work? Complete conversation that's very different. Right? So, we... We understand that spirit enables skill development. That, that when we're learning new skills, growing in skills, taking courses, we don't think we're not doing supernatural. It's important, we, important that we bury that thought. That supernatural is only when angels fly, fire comes and no. As you're taking those courses, as you're completing those courses, you are spirit-led. So your, your impact is supernatural as well. But that singular action is supernatural. So don't stop looking for God in, stop looking for the move of God as we call it in the gym gym scenes, right? In the course you're taking, in the learning new skills, in the, in the relationships you are building, right? We see God in these things, right? Because at the end of the day, we are forming a big picture and usually it takes, oh, is it pixels they call that thing? Like tiny, tiny bits of it into a big, is it pixels? I said, be. I go to school. Ah, I go to school. So it's like there's a picture. We're bringing it in tiny bits. But do not discredit that it is supernatural because angels and fire are not there. If not, you discredit your own impact as well. So when you are shouting, oh, God crowns all my effort with success at the end of the year, don't say not crown your own effort with success because you didn't have a dream with angels giving you answers to your exam. He woke you up earlier. He rearranged your structure for a while. Boy, oh boy, he did crown your efforts with success. He was with you all the time. So we get as much as we pull out. So this week, this week, my conversation with us or my charge is that we know that the supply of the Spirit brings the supernatural that when added to the natural will birth extraordinary. So again, remember in this week, we are giving God something to work with. We are putting ourselves to work. We are bringing our canvas. So in this week, be excellent in your work. This week and beyond. Be excellent in your work. Learn, study, take courses. There's a bunch of them. Take courses. If you don't have money to buy courses, listen to podcasts on those things. I'm not saying you're going to listen to random Listen to podcasts on what you're learning. There are so many podcasts to listen to. Right? Look for materials. Look for things to learn. Do you understand? If you are better than your teachers, if you're better than your teachers, you have learned from your teachers and beyond. Do you know that? You can't be better than your teachers if you didn't learn from them at least. So best in your field cannot be without learning. Do we see? Even best in your office cannot be without learning. So you build and build. Don't worry, yeah? Everybody still sees you as the small guy in his office that is still personal. But you know the bigger picture that God has given you, right? So you're working towards that bigger picture. How do they say? Think globally, operate locally. What was the last thing you said? Act locally, operate, lo- global, um, operate locally as well, right? 
right? We think globally, we operate locally because we know the bigger picture. At least we have seen glimpses of it. Do we get? And I beg you in this new week, as you're going into your week, just take time off to think, where do I need to apply more steps? What do I need to do better? Right, in things you're doing, the things you're yet to do, what do I need to do better? Right, what do I need to do better? Right? And as we pray, as we do this, you find answers come to you because you are looking for them. Do you get? You're looking for them by prayer. So I charge us this week as saviors who are rising, as saviors who are rising, that in our work, in our secular work, in our friendships, that we bring the greatness to it, we bring the extraordinary to it. Right? Right? That we are so good at what we do. Because that's when, it's because you're so good at what you won't do that they say, ah, how do you do that? You can't say, ah, I have Holy Spirit. It's not when you're shoddy at your work. Nobody's even going to ask you anything. They haven't wondered you're still in the job, I promise. They're actually like, ah, you, have, you still have a job. They don't start saying, they don't start saying things like, ah, it's because he knows one person, knows two people, knows two people. Do we see? So we need to put in excellent work. So that the spirit of God is not, we don't put him, you know, synonymous with laziness, right? So in your work, in your expectations for much more, do much more where you are, right? So I pray for us that the eyes of our understanding are flooded with light, that we know the hope to which we have been called, that we have the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that in this new week, that we remember that we have a helper. That this new week, remember that we have an advocate always willing to help and will never leave nor forsake us. All right, saviors, have an amazing week and God bless you. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church and do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world. <laughs>